Welcome to Peaceful by Nature. This is the first podcast of 2023. It's me, Sage. And this is the six of six new moon podcast that I began last year. And it's been a beautiful journey over the past half year, six months. Not only did I get to record six podcasts that were question and answer, which you can go back and listen to, I also recorded some with my husband and we had some cool conversations that we would not have had otherwise, as well as I did a 21 days of peace counting down to the winter solstice in December and all of those peace practices are ones that you can use at any time. So welcome. Today is the new moon in January. It's the first new moon in this year. And I wanted to talk about intention and the practice of setting an intention. It's a practice that you'll hear at the beginning of a lot of yoga classes. And if you have taken yoga teacher training, we go deeper into what intention setting and sankalpa is and what it does for us and the importance of it. And I wanted to talk about that today. So here we are at the beginning of the year and often at the beginning of the year, there's a lot of energy around setting resolutions and shifting, changing. And I have heard that there is research on how setting a date for starting a new habit or a new practice can be really motivating. But I am quite critical and skeptical of how we approach New Year's resolutions, particularly in the United States. There's a lot of underlying assumptions that you are not okay and that you are something that needs to be fixed. And This creates a sense of anxiety and missing out or that you are behind in some way or should be doing something differently, which of course is fed to us by the advertising industry creating needs that then they quote unquote solve by selling you things. And so I wanted to peel back the layers of what intention setting can offer us a little bit within the yogic tradition as well as my personal reflections on it. So a sankalpa or an intention in Sanskrit, a kalpa is a vow or a statement, a commitment, and san is to the highest truth, the highest good. So a sankalpa is a vow to the highest truth, a vow to your deep self, your true self. And a vow is really a reminder to yourself to commit to what really matters in your life. 
So as you reflect on what your intention is for each new moon or at the beginning of the day, the first things that might come up are ego desires. And the ego is nothing wrong with you. The ego is your own as well as your inherited injured parts. As I study more and use more in my life internal family systems, these are parts of you that are protecting your injured younger self from its past perception of what it needed to do in order to survive, in order to secure love, and in order to secure food and shelter and water and safety in a really young age. And so the ego desires may be ones that seek validation and secure love, often from false refuge. And false refuge or false gods, this may be what I think a lot of New Year's resolutions are. Losing weight, making more money, doing more things. Really, a lot of New Year's resolutions are How much can I shrink myself or change my appearance in some way that would be more appealing to others? Or how can I achieve more so that other people love me or see me in a way that is validating and gives me a sense of security? It also could be a security, a false sense of security by gaining more money because we are sold the idea and entrapped in a capitalist system that says if you have a certain amount in the bank, then you'll be safe. And it's very important to have a healthy relationship with money and to be able to have enough to provide for yourself. But money in and of itself is not going to bring you happiness, love. It's what it gives you the capacity to support and create in your life. It's not the actual money itself. So the ego desires, it could be that you initially, when you're reflecting, there's this desire to do. And then take time to reflect of what's underneath the initial ego desires. What do you think that you'll get from whatever it is? So if the desire is to change your body in some way, what do you think this will get you? It could be that you want a sense of belonging, fitting in, attention. It could be that it is going to give you a sense of freedom because you'll be able to move. Or it could be that then you'll finally learn how to love yourself. So what do you think it will get you and how do you think it will make you feel? So the feeling underneath is really your guide to a deeper intention, a truer intention. So if you want to feel free in your body, If you want to feel love, if you want to feel peace, 
then that guides you back to the true sankalpa, the true desire. And a true refuge, which is a reflection of your true self, the highest self. And the false refuge that you think you need to get something in order to achieve or get validation or love or security from the outside is sort of like a fast food or a junk food way to get what you really desire, which is usually peace, love, joy. The problem with seeking false refuge as a place of love is that it's not really peace because it's dependent on an outside thing. It's dependent on that person loving me or me getting a certain house or a certain amount in the bank account or whatever it is that you think that you need in order to fill you up inside in some way. If it's dependent on that, it's not true peace. Because true peace is something that cannot be shaken. It cannot be disturbed. And your sankalpa, your intention, brings you back home to what is already here. There's a story that Rumi writes in one of his poems about the beggar sitting on top of a treasure box. And I think this is a beautiful metaphor that we are sitting on a treasure box. It's inside of us. Peace, love. And we are begging, open-palmed, begging those that pass by to give us what's already here. It's helpful to reflect for yourself where you are seeking false refuge and to come back to true refuge. And that is why a sankalpa is so powerful and so simple and really important. It's a resetting and realigning with your North Star, a bow to the highest truth, and so that you can embody the values and be the change that you want to see in the world. Oftentimes a sankalpa will be in an I am statement. So I am peace. I am love. I am healthy, whole. I am joy. And Using the I am statement is a calling forth of what is already true. This is not something that you need to go outside and seek. It's not something that you need to go outside of yourself to find. It's calling forth what is already true. And then, just like you would 
practice anything else. You practice becoming and strengthening that every single time you remind yourself, remember the truth of who you are. So when you say yes to the peace, the love, the openness, the receptivity, the understanding, the curiosity, the play, the joy, then you're naturally going to be saying no to other things. And when you recognize false refuge coming up, defensiveness, seeking validation, thinking that you're not enough, recognize what you would like to, what you would choose to, say yes to instead. And this shift is so powerful. It doesn't mean that you don't experience defensiveness or these other reactive states. It's recognizing that you have the capacity to respond. You have responsibility, the capacity to respond and return to your intention, your sankalpa. This is a guide for your sankalpa practice in the morning and every time you take a yoga class or need to reset or if you're entering into really any situation, you can set a sankalpa before you go into work, before you have a conversation, before you transition from work to being at home and that you reset and We rush through transitions. We think that we can just hurry and scurry and we miss these opportunities to reset throughout the day and throughout the month. Also, this is a beautiful time at the beginning of the year to reset. I've done this in the past, chosen three words that will guide my decisions throughout the year. I don't rush uh, these three words and they've been sort of dancing around and 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 bubbling up and the ones that I have resonated with the most. So last year my three words were presence, truth, and love. These still are powerful guides for me. They will continue to be. What I am cultivating and want to have as my intentions this year are Simplicity, creativity, and delight. In simplicity, I chose because for me, simplicity is a practice of honoring and slowing down, recognizing the sacred in everyday life, recognizing that everything is ceremony. It has me discern what I would like to spend my time how I would like to spend my time as I let go of things, attachments. There's more space. In that space, I find greater peace and ease. Creativity I chose because I have found so much delight recently in doing things for quote-unquote no reason. And creativity is allowing Shakti flow the co-creation, and I really feel in divine flow when I'm in my creative, mm, my creative flow. So creativity. 
it also invites a sense of being able to meet whatever life challenges are coming up with a sense of play instead of a needing to figure it out or becoming too heady about it. And delight I chose because it's the recognition that I'm going to die and we're all going to die. And I have one life, a sage, and the reverence and childlike wonder and awe that is available in every single moment, even when, and sometimes especially when it's overwhelmingly sad or hard, there can be delight. So simplicity, creativity, and delight. I would love to hear your three words for 2023. Please reach out on Instagram at Wild Sacred Sage, or you can contact me through email, wildsacredsage at gmail.com. Contact me through the website, Wild Sacred Collective. Some other things that I'm thinking about for 2023. There are three verbs. Question, listen, and discover. I chose these three verbs because questioning everything, questioning why I behave the way I behave, questioning the beliefs that I have, taking time to reflect and to question instead of assume, and to ask tough questions and disassemble things that I have internalized, such as patriarchal conditioning, internalized sexism, internalized racism, internalized capitalism, and questioning the models of how we live and what is acceptable and civilized and why, why we have been taught that rest is lazy or why we have been taught that sex is dirty or wrong or sensuality is something to be feared. Questioning things, good questions lead to deep reflection and contemplation. And I believe that the unexamined life is not worth living. And I want to question the institutions that I'm a part of and how I can show up with greater integrity in truth and love every single day. And then listen. Listen because this is an openness, a receptivity that I don't know the answers. I question things and then I enter a space of stillness and quiet and reflection and listen to true self, to higher self, to the answers that are within they within me, but they're not ego, sage, small me. To listen to God, to open and to discover. And this also is saying yes to the mystery. This is an openness and a receptivity that I am discovering continually how I am being asked and called forth every single day, in every single moment. Question, listen, 
and discover. A few other things that I am intending this year. Nourishment. I want to nourish my body. Eat really healthy food. Eat really nourishing food. Nourish myself on all levels. Spiritual nourishment. Psychological nourishment. Relational nourishment. I want to be nourished. Pleasure. My relationship with pleasure and freeing myself from the conditions that have kept me from feeling the desire and the pleasure in my own body and freedom. Freedom, as I mentioned, from the internalized systems because I believe that the internalized systems, as I find my own freedom, that they'll begin to crumble around us And we'll be able to create a new paradigm, co-create a new paradigm of peace and pleasure and joy and simplicity and radiance and glory here and now. So I'm sharing with you these intentions so that you can hear how I am framing my New Year's resolutions and that they can spark your own reflection to reflect on the words that will bring you back to how you want to navigate certain situations because when you say yes to what truly matters, then the things that you might be pulled to, the temptations, can naturally fall away or when they don't naturally fall away, you have a guidepost of how you want to show up and the things you want to say no to. When you know what you're saying yes to, it's easier to say no. I also want to share some of the daily rituals that I am continually, continuing, continually, continuing, continuing, as well as the other ones that I am cultivating or beginning. So daily rituals are the return to the things that really matter and the things that bring me joy, the qualities that bring me joy. The daily rituals that I have and that I will continue are meditation. I've been meditating every single morning and recently my husband's been joining me, which has been so nice. Journaling, of course, I love to journal, self-reflect. It is a really powerful practice. Journaling in the morning, journaling in the evening. Time in nature without my phone and barefoot. And more and more it's being (laughs) bare-breasted. I have been finding places that I can walk and hike without a shirt. Taking time in nature and leaving the phone behind. And daily creativity, so painting, playing my ukulele, and drawing, doodling, singing, doing things for no reason. One daily practice that I haven't mentioned on the podcast, but has been a daily practice for almost two years now, is daily pleasure practice. And usually this is in a daily orgasm. And this means that it's putting aside time to pleasure myself. What this does for me is so amazing because it brings me back to myself and it makes it so much easier for me to see where I have 
in the past sought a lot of validation from the outside world and still do. I'm, it's not like I'm done with that. I can recognize when I'm seeking validation or looking for pleasure on the outside from other people or from other false refuge. And there is nothing that can bring me as much pleasure as my own hands can. And so a daily pleasure practice has been part of my daily practices and will continue to be. At night, I love stargazing. Another practice that I have been doing is stretching and unraveling and an unraveling practice, letting my body do whatever it needs to to unravel from the day. Another one I forgot to mention for the morning is uh, reading, reading a soul book. And I do that in the evening as well. Some other daily rituals that I'm cultivating are resting, laying flat, <laughs> laying flat, lying down and resting in the day whenever my bones feel tired, putting my feet up, resting. This is different than meditating. It's just letting my body be. With that comes sitting on a couch. Yes, we got a couch. This is the first couch that I have ever purchased in my adult life because I have had this desire to have open space for dancing and yoga and meditation and things. And that has been great. And it's been really nice to have a couch. So sitting on the couch, one of my new practices. Another daily practice is prayer. And this too is different than meditation. Uh, it's an opening, it's a listening, it's a cultivation of a new practice that's bringing me a lot of peace and joy. I never knew that prayer could be so joyful. Another daily ritual is reading and reading aloud. So reading beyond my soul book, reading for pleasure, and reading aloud to my husband when we are in the kitchen or just in the living room, or in the car. Play is also another ritual that I am cultivating. I think that safety is required to have a sense that it's okay to play. Because of a lot of things that I won't go into, I haven't really cultivated play outside of being in theater for so long, or in rehearsal, I let myself play. Not having the structure of rehearsal, I've realized that I've missed out on a sense of play. I try to bring a lot of play into how I teach, but for my own practice, I want to nourish and uh, encourage myself to play more. The final practice that I want to talk about is tinkering. It's just doing things for no reason. And so those are my daily practices, daily rituals that I have and the ones that I'm cultivating. And again, these are offerings of what I'm doing because I hope that they inspire you to reflect on things that you might want to do or be. <laughs> things that will call you back into being. The final thing that I am cultivating this year that I wanted to share was the art of repair. Repair. So... Dr. Becky, who is a parenting expert, says that the one of the, no, the best tool to cultivate as a parent is not being a perfect parent. It's to be a good enough parent and to 
practice repair with your children. This speaks so deeply to me because I think a lot of times I don't have brave conversations because I'm worried I'm going to hurt the other person's feelings. Or I don't do things because I'm afraid that I'm going to mess up or be made fun of or be made a fool of in some way. I often don't reflect on facets of my life because I'm afraid that I'll feel such deep regret and grief that it will just be too overwhelming. This idea of the art of repair has given me freedom and really empowerment that I can have big, brave, messy conversations. And if they don't go perfectly, that's actually a good thing because the art of repair actually brings us closer. I know that I have a lot of repair work to do with myself and with my body. Uh, There is a big part of my life that I was unconscious, was not living with intention. There is a lot of repair that I have to do in how I treated the sacred vessel that I inhabit. And I also want to practice the art of repair with Mother Earth listening to how I can and how we can repair our relationship. And really it is coming into right relationship is the art of repair. So in my body, with Mother Earth, and with others in my life, how can I practice the art of repair? Which means that I am becoming more comfortable with discomfort and I am releasing the need to not disappoint because that's not ever going to happen, that I won't ever disappoint people. I inevitably will disappoint people. So the art of repair, being able to come back and restore balance and harmony where I can. And then the art of letting go and letting be and not arguing with the truth. Today's practice is a reflection practice to tune you into your intention for 2023 and this first new moon. This practice can be done sitting down or lying down. Turn off anything that's going to be a disturbance and find yourself a peace, a piece of peace, (laughs) a place of peace, quiet. If you're sitting up, sitting in a way that is relaxed and awake, If you're laying down, surrendering to the earth and allowing your body to let go. And begin by bringing awareness to your breath. Following the breath. 
letting the breath be received in a softening belly. With every inhale, allowing the belly to expand a little bit more. And on the exhale, surrendering and softening every cell. And feel where the earth of your body is on the planet earth. Allow the body to be cradled by gravity and held by mother earth. And imagine that you are in your favorite place in nature. A place that you feel really safe, held, and free. The air is perfect temperature. There may be a body of water. Surrounded by trees, flowers. Perhaps you hear a babbling brook. There are creatures, birds, This is a place that you feel really safe, at peace. And drop your awareness down to your root. Breathing here, feeling the connection and the safety in your body. Taking three deep breaths to connect to the root. Feeling it expand on the inhale gently. And soften on the exhale. Bring your awareness up to the sacral area. below the belly button, in between the hips and the belly, the bowl of the pelvis. Taking three deep breaths to connect to your belonging, your creativity, your sensuality. 
your connection to the divine flow. Expanding on the inhale. Softening on the exhale. Bring your awareness right up underneath the rib cage at the solar plexus, the internal sun. Taking three deep breaths. Connecting to your will. Your radiance. And surrendering your ego will to the divine will. Expanding on the inhale. receptive and open on the exhale. Bring your awareness up to the center of your chest. Connecting to unconditional love. Expanding in all directions. a compassionate radiance and wisdom. Expanding on the inhale. Receptive and open on the exhale. Awareness at the center of the throat. Connecting to your truth. Expressing truth and listening to truth. Hearing truth. Spacious and open. Expanding on the inhale. Open on the exhale. Bring your awareness to the center of the brow. The center of the skull. Connecting to wisdom. Homo sapien. We are the wise sapiens. A sense of balance, peace with every breath, with every breath. Bringing your awareness to the crown of the head. An open radiance. Connection to the divine flow.
as you breathe, inhaling down, filling up down to the root, and then on the exhale, a gentle lift from the root all the way to the crown of the head. Tune into your deepest desire. The truth of who you are. And allow the words to come to you. Three words to guide you. They will appear in front of you, filling in the phrase I am. And a second appears. I am. And the third appears, I am. listening to this space of truth what are the wisest ways to work and walk the wisest ways to walk this earth walk What do you want to say yes to? 
imagining a quality of your morning. What are the activities And when are the moments of stillness? How are you in your work? In your relationships? in your solitude? In your playtime? With nature? How you nourish yourself? Throughout the day, What is the quality of your evening? What activities? Stillness. What is the sense of the rhythm of your life? what you desire it to be from this place of truth. This is a space of visioning. There is nothing to figure out This is the dream space. The dream space. Calling in, aligning with truth, the truth of who you are. Messenger by Mary Oliver. My work is loving the world. Here the sunflowers, there the hummingbird, equal seekers of sweetness. Here the quickening yeast, there the blue plums. Here the deep calm in the speckled sand. Are my boots old? Is my coat torn? Am I no longer young and still half perfect? Let me keep my mind on what matters, which is my work, which is mostly standing still and learning to be astonished. Mm 
and you can stay here for as long as you want. And if you're ready to move on with your day, taking a deep breath in, bringing movement back to the fingers and the wrists and the palms with intention, moving with love as you wake up the body, the toes, the fingers, the wrists, the ankles, the legs, and take a deep breath in, stretching out like a starfish. And on the exhale, if you are on your back, rolling over into a fetal position, taking time to give yourself love and gratitude, and rising up to a seat with your head coming up last. Namaste. I'll see you soon, beloved.